0: You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at The RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Sometimes you gotta get a little closer.
1: You gotta value godliness over goodliness. And the scriptures. Use the word goodly, even when it talks about Eliab. I'm not going to get today about, well, let me show you. I think I can share it to you, okay? Um, it, it used the word goodly to, talk, to describe Eliab. It used the word goodly to describe Saul. It used the word goodly to describe Daniel. It used the word goodly to describe the three Hebrew boys. It uses the word goodly to describe uh, um, uh, uh, Joseph, goodly is King James Version for fine, for handsome, for very attractive. And a lot of people, they, people look goodly, but you got to go deeper because when you go deeper, you start valuing character over talent. And I have a real concern for the church today that even in the church, we value talent over character. There was a time as a pastor, and and, and I'm not saying this with any type of self-righteousness, I really mean this. I really thought everybody in ministry was like me. Like really had a desire to do right and please and please God and walk circumspectly and was scared to mess up. You know, I, I really thought that. So now, before I invite somebody, I got to go through this vetting process like I'm nominating for the Supreme Court. Do you know him? Do you know him? What do you know about this person? Has he preached for you? What about... Because there was a time just by the nature of the position a man of God was a man of God. Now we got men of God and we got preachers. Okay. Or to use the Shunammite. We got preachers, we got men of God, then we got holy men of God. Remember the Shunammite woman said, I perceived this is a she was already providing for him, giving him meals because he was a man of God. But now she decided to add a room onto her house because she said, now I perceive he's a holy man of God. Even the Shunammite had enough sense. I gotta differentiate. And a lot of people in the church, we don't differentiate. And unfortunately, we have to today. And I I know I'm preaching stuff right now that that there's preachers who feel like I'm betraying the profession. (laughs) They would feel like I'm airing the dirty laundry. And what I really need to say, why don't we clean up this dirty laundry? Let's let's clean it up. Come on, Tide or or Chill gain, or Clorox. Let's let's clean this dirty laundry. reason why you're at the point that you value character over talent, look what Jeremiah 9, 23, 24 says. God says, stop just being impressed with people's talent. And don't even be impressed with your own talent, with your own natural ability. Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24, it says, Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise men glory in his wisdom. I'm smart. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. This is talking about natural ability, natural intelligence, natural talent. But neither let the rich man glory or boast about his riches or his money. Verse 24, but let him that glorieth, glory in this. What? That he understandeth and knoweth me. God said, do you know me? I know you got money, but do you know me? I know you got talent, but do you know me? He said, glory that a person has a relationship with me. But in the church today, y'all, it's about talent. It's about talent. I, was, I went to one of these, and, and then what messes me up is that people with such poor character, and I'm not judging people, character's character. It's soon, soon they're going to be exposed. And it can get to the point that you done, done what you done, done so much he ain't trying to hear your excuses no more. Come on y'all y'all know that's the truth. yeah we, I forgive you but I, can't, I, I forgive you but I can't trust you. I had a brother. I had a brother because he died. you know my brother was a, my brother was a drug addict and he was still how't <laughs> say he was still a stink off of stinky stuff. Y'all know how they say that, right? <laughs> Still stink off stinky stuff. <laughs> we in church and I'm a holy man of God. So that's how I'm going to say it and you can't make me say nothing else. And some of you heard, heard me say this. Uh, you know, I, I, I always worked. As a teenager, I worked. And there were certain things I wanted. One time I wanted a boombox. Y'all know nothing about One of the boom. Y'all remember the boombox? One of my boombox. Another time I wanted a component set. Y'all know about that either. That was the thing. And I would save my money. And uh, I had a room downstairs in the basement of our house. Is where I tried to convince Pastor Master to. I could try to convince, convince her to marry me, and we moved down there. She told me, Negro, you crazy. He said, no, "You gotta get your own place." But I, thought, I said, "We was in love. I thought love was gonna be enough. We can move." She said, "I ain't moving down here with you." <laughs> I was just trying to see if she was a gold digger. <laughs> uh, but one time I came back to my room, and it, it was in the basement of the house, and so there was a, people here from New Jersey. You know what I'm talking about? There, we had like a window at the ground level, and then the basement. And so I looked, in, and the window was broken. And I didn't put anything to get to about a week later. But I my, my component says, I'm like, surely nobody broke in the house and went through the window. That's the, the, all the, we always kept doors locked. Y'all keep doors open down here now. Y'all forget. You Southern, y'all forget to lock the door. When you come, we never forget to lock the door. See, some of y'all just don't have enough experience with these people. you always, I forgot to, how you forget to lock doors? Nobody from Jersey forgets to lock doors here's the other one, y'all. Here's the other, I don't mean no harm. Here's the other dumb thing y'all do. I left the keys in the car. What the hell is wrong with you? How you leave the keys in the car? <laughs> I mean, I left the keys in the car and left the what where y'all think y'all at? In heaven? This ain't heaven? So I'm like the doors, like, how somebody, and so my my neighbor next door, happened to be an elderly white man, I can't remember his name. He said, Herb, he said, why was your brother coming through the window with a pillowcase? (laughs) Then I put it all together. Windows broken, my pillow gone, (laughs) and my stereo gone. He took my components, my stereo, put it in the pillow, went through the window in case a neighbor saw him to make it look like we had a real burglar. A lot, y'all, to do at your own house with your brother. And so I always said, I always said, uh, somebody, you know, some, some one time my brother was he was in the streets. He was living. I said he can't come live with me. Then I thought if he did come live with me, that's you're going to be real freaky because he's going to sleep in the bed with me, locked up, chained up to me, while my wife on the other side. That's the only way he can live with me. And got, some of y'all don't have people in your family like that. I knew he had very poor character. Drugs can make you have poor character. Addictions make you have poor character. But someone has once said this: When people show you who they are, believe them. So you can think they're this, but when you see that character come out, that's who they are. And sometimes the only thing that's going to change that is Jesus. Are y'all hearing me? I often meditate on scripture. Jesus, the man comes and he says it. He says it in passing. uh, Even as I gave a teller, I can't remember the point that he asked him. He comes and he said, good master, what shall I do? And Jesus just said, wait, why are you calling me good? There's none good but God. I really think there's two things in it. Jesus is saying, are you acknowledging that I'm God? But he said, there's none good that God. I often think about it, there's none good but God. There's none good but God. So when I think about that, the only good part of us is the parts of like God. Let me help you with all you help you, women. You looking for a good man? Oh, you need a God man. Because the only part of that's good is like God. See, and you think it ain't important. I know without God, I wouldn't be good. Paul said there is no good thing in this flesh. The only part of me that's good. And so for all you think, all you people, you self-righteous people, your self-righteous is going to fail you because the only part of you that's good is the part that's yielded to God. The Bible says young men going to utterly fall. It's talking about sexual sin. Young men. He said young men should utterly fall, but it, don't, it, don't, it doesn't just leave it there. He said, Where, so how shall a young man cleanse his way? He said by taking heed to the word of God. So the only part of me that's going to be right is the part of me that takes heed to God. So for all you folks who are disappointed that he ain't good, what he needs is God. Don't worry, worry, brother, you feel like I'm coming for y'all. I got something for the sisters at the end. Yeah. We ain't good, he ain't no good, no. You're no good, you're no good, you're no good, baby, you're no good. Aretha Frank, y- y'all, y'all remember this song. She sang a song. I-, I miss Aretha, y'all. She sang a song. My mother used to play it all the time. I want to do right. Hold tight, man. Anybody remember that? Five of y'all old people remember. You want to do right, man. If you want to do right, man, you need a God man. You need a man, at least a man who's God conscious. Otherwise, men, we can't do right. Right ain't in our flesh. You don't need to catch this. You women, you act so disappointed. I can't believe he ain't saved. He don't care nothing about God. He don't care nothing about the principles of God. I was we had doing some counseling this week with a couple who's getting remarried. And I believe they should get remarried. They have several children together. And they wanted to, before we get remarried, I said, I said, let's get something settled, young man. He has some problems. I said, let's get something settled. I said, let me ask you a question that I have learned now to ask men who are getting ready to get married. Have you made up in your mind that this is the only woman you're going to be with and sleep with for the rest of your life? A lot of people never ask people that question. When I've asked that question, I see I get hesitation. When I've asked that question, one, one, one young man said to me, I hadn't, I ain't never really thought of it like that. Which means they have in their mind, it is a possibility somebody else gonna come along and an opportunity may come along. Why? Because that sin is flesh. Why y'all looking at me like I'm preaching in Chinese? The week, y'all heard me say it. The week I got ready to get married, we, we've been engaged now for almost two years. The week we get ready to get married, and I love this woman. I love, I, I, uh, 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 how y'all say it, L-U-B. I love this woman. Y'all know that's how y'all be saying my love. I love this woman. I love her. I love this woman. L-E-U-B-B-E-D. I loved her. I loved her. And it hit me. The week like, was like Monday or Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. We get married and said, it hit me. This is it. (laughs) And all this, as fine as I was, and all these women who was chasing me in college, and I said, let them catch me. Now I'm going to have to say, stop in the name of love. (laughs) I'm going to have to stop them. I can't let them catch me anymore. It hit me, this is it. And I told her, I said, you know, well, I ain't sure about this. Cause you know, I would start thinking, this is the only one I'm gonna be with the rest of my life. Only I'm gonna have sex with the rest of my life. And sadly, this is it. And I said, you know, I ain't sure. She said, there ain't no problem. She took the ring off. She said, hey, if you ain't sure, I ain't sure. Go on, somewhere. That's why hold up now. Slow down. I want you to help me work, work until I ain't helping you with nothing. And, and she, was, she, was, she was 20 years old, but she had enough sense to understand, I ain't making no man stay with me. I'm not trying to convince you I'm the one. If you don't make up your own mind, I can't convince you. Just go on, get the step, and take your ring back. I said, slow down, calm down. I made my mind right there. I, just, I got it. A lot of men, they made that mind up. So if I'm gonna do that, I gotta fear God. I gotta say, God wants me to be faithful to one woman for the rest of my life. And now I'm telling people, I'm telling you don't, and okay, Jesus, if I hear about one woman connected in this ministry who proposed to me, I'm gonna come slap you. You deserve to be slapped. I ain't waiting for no man. I'm going to ask him to marry Okay, so now you're asking a man to marry you. If he wanted to marry you, he would ask you. So now you're convincing a man who did not think about marrying you to marry you. Now you got to ask him to marry you, convince him to marry you, and now convince him to stay with you. And when stuff gets hard, the brother got a right to say, I ain't never asked you to marry me. You asked me to marry you. He that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Sisters, your responsibility is to be found. And since a whole lot of y'all make yourself attractive to be found. Y'all, y'all can be mad at me all you want. Men want attractive women. Whether you've been married, whether you're 20 or 60. You we want our women to be attractive. I didn't say false. I said attractive, because some of y'all, some of y'all, are too attractive. We don't know who you are. <laughs> I told y'all this woman. She was getting ready to go to hospital for surgery, and she said, "Lord, all I ask you to do is protect me. After I have this surgery, God keep me." I declare the blood of Jesus over the leading God, the physicians. And the doctors, and I thank you, Lord God, you'll give your angels charge over, because your words will give your angels charge unless I dash my foot against the stone. She, she went to the hospital. She got an eye lift. She got a new nose. She got new lips. She got butt injections. She got a tumble, tummy tuck. Was in the hospital for a while, came out. Went to go to her car. They got run over by a Mack truck. She went to heaven and said, Lord, I asked you. I declared your angels. The Lord said, that was you. I didn't recognize you. (laughs) I didn't know that was you. It's the difference between, and and I feel sorry for you brothers today. I know y'all laugh, but I'm, I'm serious about what I'm tasting right now. A lot of you brothers, I feel so because y'all don't know what you got. Y'all Yo, remember that move? I'm going to get you, sucker. He got her home. She took the wig off. She took the leg off. She took the button jet. She said, Oh! What is this? I mean, ain't nothing wrong with eyelashes. Pastor we wear eyelashes. She told you to wear eyelashes. but do you need six-inch eyelashes? We see your eyes. I know you got a wig, but you need three of them on at one time. We saw, we we watched somebody praise and worship. I said, what's that? Look like she got, Lord Jesus, that this ain't out. I said, got three different wigs on. There was a time when, now my mother wore, older women wore wigs. Now you got a 13-year-old wearing a wig. What? Why are you wearing a wig? I you don't want your nails done, feet done, but it, when your nails are 12 inches long and every one a different color, with, it, it, it looks creepy. Come and hug. No, don't hug me. Listen, women, you want to be attractive. Be attractive. Amen. Married men, we want our wives to be attractive. If you're a single woman, you need to be attractive too. You don't have to be false. Because my concern now is that a lot of women think the more glamorous you are, that qualifies you for a man. And it doesn't. It, cla- it qualifies you to be glamorous. hmm I ain't scared of y'all. Yeah. And so, particularly among African American women, we watch so much reality TV, and you have all these women on TV, they are glamorous, they got the hair and the nails and the bags and everything else, and the nastiest people, and so now the image becomes that you want that, but it's... And but the image for that is these nasty people with nasty personalities, catty, petty, fighting like cats, and don't know how to talk to a man. All this stuff, all the time. What, 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 was, what, what was that? There was a movie. What was that movie? He kept saying, oh, what "Wasn't it Martin?" Byron, <laughs> thank you, y'all remember that movie, Byron, Byron, some of y'all remember that movie, no, no, ladies, man, they got time for that, Do no, you don't have to be a doormat, yes, you can speak your mind, yes, you can have an opinion, but nobody got time for you to be yelling at them all the time and in their face and with your hands and doing all that. Men don't want that, especially a black man don't want that. Let me explain to you all. Historically, African-American men, we may not have been much in the marketplace, may not been much in the workplace, and out there we got to deal with all kinds of stuff from all kinds of people, even disrespect. But when I come home, can I? all I want is a little R-E-S-P-E-C-T. When I get home, even if I don't get it out there, can I get it in my own house? And then on top of that, you're going to yell at me and scream at me and cuss at me and put your hands all in my face in front of my child? And then you wonder why he don't want to come home? Okay, let me give you some scripture. (laughs) Where's that in the Bible? Let me show you. I hear you. Go to 1 Peter 3. Character matters. I know you're fine. I know you're sexy. I know you got a nice round butt. But character matters. I know you get a lot of people who click, you, who, who like your Instagram sexy pictures, but character matters. I know a lot of brothers slipping up in your DM so they can slip in something else. But character matters. And if all you're presenting is that you have got a sexy whatever, then don't expect men to desire anything more other than the sexy whatever you show. They don't know you. I clearly understood. I got married young. I got married. I got married twenty at twenty-three. Past months was twenty. But when I was in college dating these different girls, I knew the girls who I would date with and be with and have fun with, and the girls I would take to meet Mother Bailey, and they were not the same. First Peter three, three and four. Everybody say character matters. Character matters. He all over the place. No, I'm not. I'm in mean my subject. Character matters. 1 Peter 3, verse 3 and 4. He's talking to women right now. Early he's talking to men, but now he to, starts talking to women. He says, who's adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of the plaiting of the hair, of wearing of gold, or putting on of apparel. And what he's saying, some, some people have been so legalistic about this, they thought Peter was saying, tell the women, don't be wearing no jewelry. Don't be getting the hair. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, just like you focus on that, don't just merely focus on your external. Don't let it just be the outward adorning or plaiting of the hair. If he was writing it today, he would say, don't just let it be wigs and weaves. Don't just let it be eyelashes. Don't, don't, let, don't just let it be luboos or, or black shoes that you put red paint on Or putting on of apparel, trying to look sexy. And look, he said, it got to be more than that. You need some character. Verse 4, but let it be of the hidden man of what? The heart. Man looks at the outward appearance. Man looks at the Instagram, but God looks at the heart. Let it be of the hidden man of the heart. in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a, here we go, a meek and quiet spirit. By yeah, Byron, that ain't no meek and quiet spirit. Barry, let me tell you something. I knew it. I had something before I met you. I had something when I had you. You can just leave for it. I don't need you. How, oh, please. <laughs> I know you see that on TV. And they're paid to do that. And the more drama and, and, and if anything, black women, y'all ought to feel bad how y'all are being portrayed. You ought to feel bad how, 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 how Bravo just betrays all y'all. They even got one show. It's professional women. It's, it's all supposed to be doctors. Married to medicine. Black women fighting with each other, cussing each other out, being catty, being petty. Well, except, and their marriages ain't working either, y'all. yes, you can be a women boss, a lady boss, but you gotta know, I'm very serious about it, you gotta know how to bring that in. Well, you say he can talk to me any way he wants to either? No, no, every man in here knows that ain't what I'm saying. And then a lot of you, you're driving men away. Driving away from the home, and you're driving away from your life. I just need to let them know, I don't need you. See, that's a problem right there. No man want to be with a woman who don't need him.
0: If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for Marriage, Faith, and Family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifests on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.